2: All right, here we are back with uh, day three of New York Comic Con 2013. Um, So it's Saturday, most crowded day. It's been crazy getting in, crazy walking around. Uh, We had a busy day going back and forth. Bob, I know though that you went to a lot of panels today, or at least one. I did too.
1: One was the Amy Reader, Brandon Montclair. Rocket Girl panel, yeah. which was a lot of fun, but we're going to save that for a day we have a lot more time. Yeah, yeah. The big thing I went to today, which was a hassle getting into, was the Marvel Now, Inhumanity and Marvel Now mm-hmm. panel. I tried your new strategy, <laughs> waiting to get in at the end, yeah. and that worked, except there were so many people, they got to a point, they cut off, I'll let in four people. Oh, wait, are you with him? No, no, that's three. Oh, I A little bit of time, a little bit of time, until they filled every nook and cranny of that room. Wow. And but you the two, two of us <laughs> were left saying... Okay, don't freak out, but mm-hmm. y- you may not get a seat. Y- mm-hmm. You said I could. <laughs> anyway, they let us in. So uh, we had Tom Brevort, you know, big Marvel mm-hmm. mucky muck. Uh, yeah. Axel Alonzo, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Dan Slott, Jonathan Hickman, Kieran Gillen. Oh, wow. And Mark Panica, the editor of The Ultimates mm-hmm. line. And they first start talking about what's going to happen after Infinity and mm-hmm. how, what it is. They're trying to narrow the gap. Between the regular Marvel Universe and the cosmic stuff, mm-hmm. with, with, and that's where they want to head the movies. Mm-hmm. So that's what all this inhuman stuff has been about. They leaked some stuff there that's not leaked. They mm-hmm. basically read the previews, okay. solicitations. Yeah. Oh, Terragen Bomb and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, so basically nothing there. Yeah. Uh, when they started going down the list of those other books, the teasers, a little more information. I mean, honestly, all they're talking about inhumanity. Uh, that's street dates December and then we're going to New Avengers 13 Uncanny 15 mm. Two Hulks and yeah. all yeah it's just stuff mm-hmm. uh, went to Invaders and they had a lot of great stuff about that once James Robinson was available mm-hmm. you know they knew he'd like this he said to them I'll do it but only if it's set now mm-hmm. And some questions people don't know about Torah. The human torch is all part of Would they get him? Go, oh yeah, you trust us. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> he'll be around. We we like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's in and that's a, It's a that's cosmic too. Yeah, it's about the Cree. Yeah, and leaving stuff behind. Uh, but here we go with the the teaser thing. Yeah, defend is the Iron Patriot, and it's Cott and mm-hmm. Gary Brown, mm-hmm. and Rhodey doesn't like where things have been going, and he decides he wants to do something different. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want. He wants to knock off all this crazy stuff that's going on. He wants to take responsibility. And then someone in the audience asks, well, wait a minute, he's military. How is he getting away with all this in the first place? Rhodey makes a decision? (laughs) No, you're in the military. You make no decisions. You get told off, Mm -hmm. which was, yeah, Yeah. I I get that. Uh, Overdrive is Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. And it's Felipe Smith and some artists whose name I couldn't read. Is it Tradmore? Yes. Trad Moria, the guy who did that. Uh, I had, had Moria, but not Trad. I was writing Derek yeah. and... Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm old and distance is now a problem <laughs> with me. And I'm at an angle and it's just not very bright mm-hmm. at all. Rad, they put up Rad that we saw. Mm-hmm. They went, oh, that's a typo. And Ed the extra D. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he is a silver surfer. Mm-hmm. And Dan Slott was telling a great story in that they were everyone was sitting around one of those summits and they were all pitching stuff for this, this new launch. And he... You say, I can't, I want this, but I can't. I want to write this book. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't do two Spidermans a month and mm-hmm. this. But he wrote up a pitch anyway. Yeah. And gave it to Tom Brevoort, who then told him, well, you know, all the other pitches, none of them stuck. None of them mm-hmm. really were what we wanted. And I pitched your idea before you gave it to me, somebody else, so you get this book. <laughs> How am I going to do that? We'll figure it out. <laughs> and then Brevoort told him, you know who should draw this? Mike Allred. Mm-hmm. Shame he's busy, though. Yeah. So you can't get him. Denslow wrote the book for Mike Allred to do. Wow! Okay. And then Orred became available, and Allred looked at the, the script and went, "This is written as if it was written for me." He went, <laughs> "It was." <laughs> uh, there will be a girl in the Silver Surfer's life this time around.
2: Yeah, it's like a Doctor Who companion type of thing. Yeah. She takes him yeah, around the universe. Yeah. He, he takes her around the universe. Solitary
1: yeah. sentinel the spaceways anymore. Sounds like there'll be a lot of fun in this, but yep. there's still going to be some philosophy, yeah. which is pretty good. Uh, the cover is awesome. Yeah, they ran that, that got a huge, huge yeah. uh, ovation, really, yeah. that's the only way to put it. Um, what else do we have here? But it, there was a Runaways question. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, bring on the disappointment. <laughs> gone, but not forgotten. There are parts of them in other books, parts of them, as they said, Avengers, you know. Uh, yeah. Molly's in Battle of the Atom. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we got into Ultimates, which turned, it turned the room... Pretty weird, pretty quickly. Uh, this one about cataclysm, and the, Mark Panico, who edits that universe, they started talking about. It. He said, "I can't discuss this." Oh wow! He got up, his voice choking with emotion, and left. Oh wow! He walked out of the room entirely. Oh my goodness! And he went, "Oh, there just went the saddest editor in the Marvel universe." Oh wow! He came back in about ten minutes later, and when it came up, he just wouldn't. Wow. At the end, because it, it's a personal thing. Yeah. At the end of it, the last question of the panel, someone said, You yeah, know, I appreciate that you care so much for your product. Mm. It, it runs through the whole company's line, right? Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. And I really do appreciate that. And Mark got up and gave him a hug. <laughs> it's just, Oh, thank you very much. That's great. Um, Let's see. what. It, let's see. They have a. I'm sure there's anything big here. Uh, okay. They asked Dan Slott about the start to ask about Peter Parker Mm -hmm. in Superior Spider-Man what about he's dead (laughs) (laughs) all I'm gonna say he's dead Uh, all this time travel stuff is coming to a head Mm -hmm. they do know it's been an issue and this is all a plan it's slowly evolving they don't want to turn it into a crisis yeah but they are gonna make a rule Mm -hmm. and stick to it and they said it is kind of crazy now but it'll right. cool uh, for people, I'll, I'll get off after this. For people mm-hmm. who are interested in Captain Marvel, that was actually the last question of the mm-hmm. day with Kelly Sue sitting there uh, with a cup of my coffee, actually. <laughs> um, they asked, um, sorry. It's okay. Uh, what's going to happen after, you know, what happened to her an Enemy Within? Yeah. And, okay, 17 is going to point out the, how she recovers from that sacrifice mm-hmm. she did and how she reclaims her essence. Yeah. And then you should come to tomorrow's Spider-Man panel. All right. So, cool. That's that's my report.
2: Yeah. I mean, we also heard it just so people catch up, people that they don't know. We'll talk about this in depth later on. But they announced the Black Widow book. Uh, that was yesterday. Um, Avengers World, which is another mm-hmm. Avengers book, uh, they announced. Um, they announced a Loki agent of Asgard uh, as well. A grown Up Loki. So I don't know what's going to happen, but there's a grown Up mm-hmm. Loki book that's going to be b- being published. Well, is it? Is, ooh. <laughs> isn't
0: uh, isn't Loki disappearing from Young Avengers in the next in the coming issues? Have we heard of, have we heard this? He's not he's not uh, featured on any of the new covers. Mm,
2: interesting. So maybe he is. Maybe we're gonna get a, a switch here. bum bum mm. bum indeed. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens uh, with that. Um, so a lot of the teasers have been revealed. Um at this point uh and we'll see what happens uh coming up in, in the future. Real quick and I'm gonna pass it on to Melissa after this. Uh, I went to the Cup of Joe panel. Oh,
1: how um,
2: it was cool, you know, it was uh I feel like this year was less announcements than normal. Uh they did have George Romero there talking about mm. uh, Empire of the Dead. That's what I was gonna go for. Yeah, uh, it was he wasn't there he wasn't on there They kinda of brought him out as like a special guest. Um, but he did t- he talked about how he wanted to bring New Yorkers, he wanted to be set in a metropolis and he wanted to be different than the other stuff he was doing. The thing they did reveal was that it's going to be zombies, but it's also going to feature vampires. So it's going to be two battling Ooh. sections of undead.
1: None of them twinkling or anything.
2: No, no, monster. and it's going to okay. be very kind of have have-nots kind of thing, they're going to oh. use they're going to use that as a kind of metaphor: so See, the zombies being the downtrodden and I the love, vampires yeah. kind of being the 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 elite almost of that that, that group. Uh, they also announced a partnership with uh, Ringling Brothers. People, the people who produce Ringling Brothers Circus, mm-hmm. Marvel Universe Live. Uh, it's going to be a okay. big like you know arena show like a um 20 Marvel characters they flash pictures of uh Captain Marvel, uh, Hulk, a bunch of other people on there. Um, so we'll see. They, they've been probably developing it for like
1: five well, they years. Do those dinosaur shows, Dinosaurs yeah. Alive, that really you see the clips of it looks pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it is people in puppet suits, but man, yeah, uh, it's a twenty foot T right. Yeah, they showed stuntmen. It, it, it
2: looked kind of interesting. I mean, who knows what it's going to end up yeah. being like? But it was cool. And then the thing that got probably the biggest ovation was that um, they announced that they are going to be reprinting and remastering all of Miracle Man. Uh, mm-hmm. The modern Miracle Man, uh, starting with issue one, um, through uh, through all of Neil Gaiman's run on the book, and including issue 25, which has been done for 20 years but never published. Wow. It's written, it's inked, it's drawn, it's never been published.
1: This is something that's about 15 years in the making, the negotiations yeah, over Yeah, yes.
2: So it's finally, and they had actually a video with Neil, he was not here, but they had a video with him, him talking about how how passionate he's about it and how excited he is for it and how he's excited that maybe, definitely not now, but maybe in the future, someone's actually going to get to finish the story that he started now that the rights are all cleared up. Wow. Um, so he's at
1: a convention, well, not, not by now with the time difference. He's at a yeah. convention as we speak with one of our listeners. Sarah Bell is. Oh, really?
2: With Neil Gaiman it 's so That's so funny. Uh, yeah, so that's, that should be cool. And like uh, Mark Buckingham's has working on it. Joe Casada's doing stuff as well. Like, because there's some art that just they just lost, they don't have anymore. So they, Take they, they get
1: into the crazy history. Of this. We have too short a show today. Yeah, they, they, it was very short. It was a yeah. video. But um,
2: people got really excited about that. And they opened the questions up. And I had to duck out because I had an interview to do. Okay. But. Uh, it was it was a cool panel, you know, not to have announcements, but an interesting panel nonetheless. He
1: was really Captain Marvel. Oh, really? It was a company that was printing the the Captain Marvel books. Yeah. And when they got sued out of existence by DC, or yeah. they settled, he became Marvel Man and looked exactly... He has a he has a he has a word that mm-hmm. changes him. It's I can't I can't think of it now because I'm like <laughs> it's, a, it's a, atomic spelled backwards, so it's komoda.
2: Okay. Sorry
1: guys (laughs) We'll see what happens With that But it was interesting It was a big buzz
2: We'll pass the mic On to Melissa here Um, Melissa Megan Thank you so much For joining us Pick up the mic Come on Come on come on.
3: Hi Hi how you doing Good
2: So um, how was your Saturday at the con
3: It was long
2: Yeah Long day (laughs) It's not over yet (laughs) No it's not What uh, what did you What did you do What did you pick up
3: Who did you talk to My major uh, Goal today Was to see the guys of 44 Flood Mm -hmm. Because I haven't seen them In a couple years And um, you know They just did this partnership with IDW yeah that's really exciting and I wanted to talk to them in person about like what that means Mm -hmm. Um, they said what did they say they already have like three books that they signed to do already awesome we don't know anything about them right you know Um, and I also wanted to see Rachel Deering who's one of my favorite independent writers Mm -hmm. Um, she just had a really successful kickstarter um, a big horror anthology Uh, I can't remember what it's called (laughs) what's it called In the Dark In the Dark yeah, it's really cool. It's got uh, Steve Niles is on it, and uh, Scott Snyder, and yeah. a lot of other people.
2: Yeah. So. it's a, The Kickstarter actually ends Halloween night.
3: Right, but she's yeah. already hit the goal. Yeah, so. but but yeah.
2: obviously the stretch goal, stuff like that, people should keep checking it out, but it looks really cool. Yeah, Right, yeah, yeah. it
3: looks awesome. It's supposed to be a really big, hardcover. Nice. Yeah, gigantic yeah. collection. So cool. I saw her and got some of her work, and I found this really cute little...
2: A baby's first book of zombies. Yeah, nice.
3: <laughs> the fun little thing, just you know. Yeah. Everybody knows I like, got a little guy at home. And yeah. He's very much like a little zombie. So. What you say he's actually doing? We're we're uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you say your laptop is in great danger now. Yeah. 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 The cord. Babies
3: like to bite stuff, and so do zombies. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So it was really cute.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yep.
3: Um, well, this I actually brought with me, but this is Lost. Yeah. One of the big books that 44 Flood did. One of their Kickstarters, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, this came after Tome mm-hmm. 1, and um, I brought this with me to have it signed by everybody because Tome is, you know, about yay big. It's a Tome. Ten pounds. Yeah. You kill intruders. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I just brought this awesome collection down, which is half Menton and half Ben Square. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you keep it and on
1: your shelf? Which which one facing forward? Benton
3: drew this oh, wow. sketch in there for me. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And actually, Ben drew one for me, too.
2: A Very yeah. nice. Suitably terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suitably. You
3: don't want her
1: calling your name out at any, at
3: no, any point. No, I'm not sure time. what this is about. It's oh. love, Melissa. I don't I don't know really what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> it it's means, cool. It means they like you all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. So
2: overall, how would you like your, your day at the con here?
3: Oh, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, yeah. I got to hang out with Steve most of the day. Fantastic. Yeah, he kept track of me so I yeah. didn't get lost. We're very sorry.
0: you going to have to deal with more of me later on when we go to the last rights gallery. Yeah, Steve, why don't you tell us how your day has been? Well, my day has been fantastic. Uh, can I talk a little bit about yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, yesterday was probably, I would have to say, my favorite day activity day of Comic-Con even over last year Um, I'm having a lot more fun this year at the event I feel a lot more comfortable Uh, people know a lot more people know who we are Uh, there's kind of like a, a little bit of a buzz going around about Talking Comics which is quite nice, makes you, you know Feel a little, a little bit respected, which is sweet. And uh, I talked to a lot of great people. I'm going to bring up my little list uh, so you guys can know who to look forward to of me bumbling my way through interviews. But I do promise they got better and better with each one. So, uh, yesterday, I talked to Stephanie Hans, who was the artist on Fearless Defenders number 7, as well as the Journey into Mystery uh, Kieran Gillen covers. I talked to Alberto Albuquerque, who is going to be the artist of Charles Stoll's new ongoing called Letter 44. uh, That hits shelves next Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. I had a really, really cool conversation with Mike Del Mundo. And part of that conversation involved learning that he is the primary artist of that first Disney Marvel book yeah. that's coming out. And that he's, he, it's actually his book. He's staying on it until, you know, whenever. So that's fantastic. Because, I mean, any more art by that guy is a good thing. Uh, Jeff DeKal, who is the uh, cover artist for the original um, who was it? Uh, Catherine Monin, um, Journey Into Mystery Covers, as well as a couple of other things. Uh, David Studeckis, who's part of 44 Flood. He was also the cover artist for the See You On The Other Side Korn album, as well as many, many other things. He was incredible. We talked to Mendon 3. We uh, talked to Casper Gambari of 44 Flood and got some pretty hysterical uh, back and forth and a couple of little side stories about about their little family, their little art collective that they got going on, including a story about Metton showing up to, or almost showing up to the studio not wearing any pants. So, uh, it's just, I mean, it's been incredible, but uh, one of the single best things that I've done so far being at the con has to have been last night. I got to go to the Evangelion 3.33 redo premiere and, I mean, in my estimation, this is what Comic-Con is all about, this kind of event. I mean, it was late. Everybody's tired. Everybody's kind of a little bit out of their heads. And the the crowd that showed up was your cosplaying anime fanatic crowd. So you got, like, everything ranging from the superly immature to, like, the hardcore looking at every aspect. I mean, I've been watching... Evangelion for, I did the calculation, 17 years I've been watching this anime series. They keep refurbishing it and redoing it. And every time it gets better, every time it's different. And uh, it was about 3,000, 4,000 people in the, the 1C, the main room. And they had a little bit of trouble getting started. So what do you do when you have a bunch of people in a room? You start a dance party. <laughs> uh, The DJ that's been in that main room has been killing it, apparently, from word of mouth all weekend. He's been doing an incredible job. And, I mean, as soon as one person started doing it, everybody started doing it. He started playing the Harlem Shake song. (laughs) So, all of a sudden, you know, you heard the build-up and the build-up. And the entire room, 4,000 people doing the Harlem Shake at Comic-Con in cosplay all at once, I actually got a little bit of video of it. Nice. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty hysterical just to watch people flailing around. You saw like pieces of cosplay outfits, like like arms that come across, like just flying off into the air. People getting hit in the head with them, and um, there was the the song that Carlton dances to from the Fresh Prince, the one where he was like kind of like popping and locking into place. They were doing that. They did the cha cha, the electric slide, and it's thousands of people. It was amazing. The movie was phenomenal. I, I've been you know, a fan of animation, working with animation forever. I've never seen animation like they have in this movie, ever. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, it was The movie itself, quick review, if you're an Evangelion fanatic, it's phenomenal. If you've never seen the series before, you'll have no idea what the hell is going on. And it's divided into three acts. The first act was all action. The second act was kind of dropped off a little bit and did a little bit more of what they call uh, an anime fan service where they pretty much cater to the whims and desires of some of the more eccentric anime people and uh, there's actually this this movement in anime called Yuri which is basically guy-on-guy romance and there was quite a bit of that in the middle of the film and you you get a room full of people like this People were going insane. Everybody was taking every moment in those scenes and making jokes and building. It got a little annoying after a while, I'm not going to lie. But in the third act, everybody seemed to calm down because things got really serious. And the finale to that movie was just amazing all the way to the end. And then, as soon as you think that they're going to keep going and reveal the thing to you, they cut it off and they tell you you're not going to know until the fourth movie, which will be another two to three years. So. Oh, it was phenomenal because I've, I've seen the Japanese language one and this was the first premiere. This was the premiere of the English version and all of the footage from everybody dancing, everybody, everybody doing their stuff is going to be on the Blu-ray
2: when it's released.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yep.
2: So uh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna. actually, actually have to get the guy here because I have an interview to do. So we're going to cut this podcast short. Uh, um, but uh, we have a ton of interviews coming for you guys. Like Steve and Melissa talked about a bunch of them. We got some cool ones lined up for tomorrow. Um, We've shot a, a bunch today. And um, uh, the one thing I'll talk about is we're on the show floor. Uh, a, little, a little bit earlier before coming here and Brian was behind the camera right now who's been soldiering on doing a great job all weekend um, we ran to Max Landis uh, writer of uh, Chronicle and he does d- the Death and Return of Superman videos and stuff like that just on the floor buying shirts and we hooked up to him we thought he was a bunch of fans it turned out he was in the middle of a personal conversation with a bunch of people we didn't know and he was like he it took a minute for him to realize that we weren't part of the group of people that, that knew him and he was like he was like, oh, wait, do you know me because I'm Max Landis? And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, oh, God. He's like, I, I was trying to think how I, rem- how I knew you guys, so I, w- I wouldn't be like an idiot. But he was really great, really nice. Talked just us a couple minutes. He got a picture. He tweeted us on Twitter, so it was really, really nice. That was a really cool little, little, you know, not not planned moment, which, you know, is pretty fun when you're running around with all this planned yeah. stuff to do. Um, so we're going to get out of here for right now, but we'll be back uh, tomorrow with a day four wrap-up of the show. We'll talk at length about all the stuff that's been happening. But uh, thank you guys so much, Steve, Melissa, and Bob, for taking some time to sit down and talk. Um, and uh, we will be back tomorrow.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.
2: All right, here we are. Day four is almost in the books. Um Another day down, uh, and we're here talking uh, for the first time. Brian has left us, left us, so we have a unmanned camera uh, watching us talk here. But um, we have Stephanie here, uh, Bob, Steve, and Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much for uh, sitting in with us.
4: Thank you, Bobby, for inviting me.
2: Of course, of course. Um, before we get started, though, um, with, with the happy stuff of Comic Con, some, some something has happened to a, a really nice guy and a, and a great creator, Steve Niles. And uh, Stephanie, I want you to l- yeah, let everybody know.
5: absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for all of you who aren't familiar with Steve Niles, he's a fantastic writer, uh, 30 Days of Night, uh, Mystery Society, which, you know, I'm a big fan of right now. Um, and let me try and find it here so I don't, you know, ramble on for too long. But long story short, um, he's in Austin, and his house uh, got flooded you know there's water up to the waist in his downstairs and he kind of from what i understand he has like pets if you see him on like twitter and stuff he's always posting photos of his tortoise and you know and it was really really dire and he you know managed to save his pets but it was very close and um basically a lot of people steve has rallied for like everyone like every cause hurricane sandy like you know, when the shootings happened, he was like, you know, the first to put a comic book signing together to raise money. Um, and he's like one of the best people in the industry. And I really feel like if you guys can, um, we're, everyone's PayPaling him some money, him and his wife, Monica. Um, and I think, let me just see. A PayPal account has been set up to help them out. Steve, again, has gone above and beyond raising money for Hurricane Sandy relief and other tragedies. And, they can really use some of our help right now. Pay it forward. Um, the PayPal address is helpsteveNiles at gmail So if any of you can, you know, spare—I mean, even a dollar—like it all adds up. And they're great people, great creators. And the more we can do for them, you know, the more good stuff they can keep giving to us Absolutely. as uh, fans. Yeah. So yeah. please go check it out. Okay. Yeah.
2: I know. We'll put the, the email address at the bottom in the, in, the, in the post so you guys can check that out. Um, and we'll be talking about it for the next couple of shows. So, uh, yeah, definitely do that. And we'll talk about the end of the show as well in case you guys missed the, the, uh, the email address. Um, so let's start out with Bob because we, uh, we kind of had to rush through your stuff uh, last night. Um, and you want to talk about the Rocket Girl panel. Uh, and I wanted to give you a chance to do that uh, right now.
1: Okay, okay. Rocky, Rocket Girl is new from Image, and it's Amy Reader and Brandon Montclair who did Halloween Eve last year, which they premiered right here at the show. It's about an, the 80s version of the future New York, and things have gotten sort of out of hand. And they send, the, the, at that point, the police force is all teenagers, mm-hmm. including the 13-year-old police commissioner. Because they've, they've, in the 80s here in New York, if people don't know, it was not Fun City. It was pretty bad, and the police were corrupt, and bad things were going on. So they decided that kids who see things completely in black and white, even when they're wrong, but they see it in black and white, would be the perfect person to be the police force. They send someone back in time to sort of fix things, and then that starts to be, well, if you fix it, is it actually better? Mm -hmm. And it's sort of anime-inspired. It looks really, really interesting. Uh, Amy Reed was describing that as she, she flies, she has a rocket pack and a helmet, as mm-hmm. she flips through the air, she actually tried to lay out the panels in such a way that the panels themselves flipped, that the action of it now is sort of bottom right across and up and around. And it was just really affecting to look at it that way. And as soon as you hear that, you say, yes, I actually you see it moving almost, as if it's a motion comic. It's fun, and yet still there's a little darkness to it because it's not a good place there, and it just sounds like it's going to be great. And as people were asking questions about well, what about this and what about this, they were going, Oh, that's a good idea. I think we'll use that one and we'll use this one. And they were Burns and Allen. It was one of the funniest panels I've ever been to. It was actually really, really fun. If you haven't checked the book out, do it. Just really pick this book up and give it a, give it a quick listen. Steve.
0: Um, I actually got to read the book Thursday night on the train ride home, and it is wonderful. The art is stupendous, and the story is quite gripping. So, I thumbs up from me. Quite. Okay. Indeed.
1: <laughs> Rather.
4: Is this going to be a one shot or is this going to be a mini? No, it's a mini. Yeah, it the is six
1: issue arc first and then there maybe another one down the road.
4: Okay, and did, what's the release date?
1: Now. Came oh. out Wednesday.
4: Oh. oh, that's right. I've been here, so I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> Got to get my pull list.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of amalgam
1: of days. Right. No, the, the, they showed a panel. It's Rocket Girl flying through 1986's Times Square. There's a guy in a Mets jacket. It took her almost a week, I think it was, to draw the panel. They, want, they researched every ad that was in Times Square at that period in 1986. Okay, so she described there's a Panasonic ad she discovered and had a whoa moment. Panasonic, slightly ahead of our time. If you're doing a book about time travel, what better billboard to put up in there? It really was in the book, so serendipity. Yeah. Um.
2: So, uh, Stephanie, some news came out yesterday uh, that Stephanie Brown is coming back to the New 52, and she'll be coming back in... Uh. Yeah, what?
5: No, someone was talking to me, and they're like, are you going to talk about Stephanie Brown? And I'm like, am I? Because <laughs> I didn't hear this yet. Yeah, yeah. Scott's,
2: yeah Scott Snyder, uh, they asked... Every every, every you know, every time there's a panel, a DC panel, there's always someone come up there and ask the question about Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Cain and, and Wally West and all these characters that are in the New 52. And they had uh, someone dressed as Stephanie Brown. Of course. Um, she comes to every Yeah, yeah. And she was the first person online. Of course. And she got up there to ask the question. Everybody in the room was kind of like, okay, she asked her question. They're going to be like, it's coming. Don't worry. And Scott Snyder was like, yep, issue three of Batman Eternal, the weekly Batman series that's coming. Stephanie Brown will be in it.
5: They said whether, like, it's going to lead into her own thing, or is she just going to be a regular or uh, guest? For
2: now, they said she's going to be a regular. Um, it's spoiler. She's going to be spoiler. She's not going to be a Batgirl. Um, but, with that. yeah, but she's going to be um, back. So how do you
5: feel about that? I feel like it's, like, rhetorical. I feel like it's rhetorical, but it's like, yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like doing a dance. I
5: uh, know. I'm so tired, to so let's, like, pretend there's a dance. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: And uh, they also mentioned But made me very happy That uh, Tim Drake is going to be A big part of the that 52 That Eternal as well That, that weekly so, so We get some <laughs> Stephanie Brown and Tim Drake Stuff going on there It's really exciting Yeah It's very
5: exciting And now I mean I feel like we always talk about It's like I wish she would come back But I mean I'm not like That person in the lineup That's like Bring her back Um, But like it's nice to know that I can go to DC panels again without having to roll my eyes at the <laughs> five thousand people who ask that particular question. I remember, um, I think it was in Boston, uh, again for like work. I was talking to Dan DiDio, and his girlfriend is a really big Wonder Girl fan, and another character who's been a casualty mm-hmm. of, you know, the reboot. And he, we were talking about it, and Dan's like, "All right." So you guys are going to have a fist fight, and whoever wins gets their character back. So I'm going to make up a story and say that I won. This is because of me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Stephanie Brown is
2: back because of you. Yeah.
5: We didn't really fight. She's delightful. Okay.
2: Good to, good to clear that up because I'm thinking thought you were serious—that you actually fought Dan Dio's girlfriend. Right. I don't think you met her earlier. Yeah, yeah. So she, seemed like really really nice, she seemed like a very a nice. She seemed like a very nice person. Yeah. Sure. At some point yeah. in time. She seemed happy to see you. So uh, it's been a bit weird. Um, <laughs> That's a bit weird. No, no. It would have been a bit weird if you had gotten the fight. Also weird. She was looking for that. A she was happy to see you. Yes. Also weird. Um, so Lauren, you went to yes. a panel that none of us went to.
4: No. No. I, well, I got to go to the... Um, I'm a, m- a member of Marvel Unlimited, mm-hmm. and, of course, they unveiled their Plus, which is a an upgrade to the Marvel Unlimited uh, uh, digital content that they have. Basically, what this is going to do is they give you a huge membership pack, and uh, that in this particular membership pack, it has uh, an Ultron statue, a full-on Ultron statue, You get uh, one of these placards, so that whenever you go to a comic con and there's Marvel, um, they're going to have exclusive content and they're going to have special panel um, with everything from footage, TV shows, um, video games, possibly, and of course anything else that's coming up in Marvel Unlimited. Um, Agent M, uh, Ryan, I forget his last name. Thank you very, Pedagos. Thank you very much. Um, he and uh, Jenny are helping to to do this, and part of it is also going to include you guys at home. Basically what's going to happen is, is that if you ever need to research anything and it's not on the Marvel Unlimited site, they would like you to email them, tweet them, whatever you have to do, and they will try to put more and more content. Obviously there are tens, possibly hundreds of thousands of Marvel comics out there, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get... So far, they have 15,000 comics up on the site, and they're going to try and add everything to the site eventually. But sometimes they even need your help, because obviously you know, people like Bob know a lot of those comics, and it would be... <laughs> no wonderfully actually uh-huh. and and they want you to get in contact with them, and um, they will help you get those comics it 's sort of like the Marvel Library of Congress essentially, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so if you ever want to do research, you can right now they 're still doing the six months for the new comics, um, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, however, you know they 're still talking about closing that gap, but that 's still in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, while we were at the panel, uh, Dan Slot, uh, Nick Spencer, Karen Gillian, uh, Brian Wood and Axel was there and we got to ask them questions and just pick their brains and ask them wonderful questions
3: mm-hmm.
4: and, you know, anything from content to thank you to, you know, it was just great cause it was, it was a nice short panel and we got to ask them really good, intimate questions. What
2: so was the highlight for you of the panel?
4: Uh, well, of course, the highlight was the Guardians footage.
2: Yeah, he's got to see it, yeah.
4: Right, we got to see the footage that all the press have gotten to yeah. see, which is fantastic footage. Um, you know, the basic footage you've heard about at San Diego Comic-Con, and um, they were also talking about, um, we couldn't really ask them questions about the studio questions, mm-hmm. obviously, um, but we did get to pick Dan Slott's brain about Superior coming up, and they were showing us stuff from 17 to 22, mm. as far as, you know, all the new content, and some of the, the illustrations look amazing. And awesome. And this was an inaugural panel for this particular type of uh, service that Marvel's going to provide, so I highly recommend it. I have a feeling the more and more people get this Unlimited Plus feature, the more people are going to go to these Comic-Cons, and they're going to want to, and of course they're going to give out free stuff, like these the poster, yeah. little poster, the lithographs, and they're going to mm. have special comics. They're actually going to have way more detailed rich awesome stuff to give away in the future so i think and it's gonna m- too, right? yeah yeah those are very limited yeah they are limited yeah it's
2: nine of what 90 of 500 yeah. yeah okay so cool. was, it,
4: was it a very like packed panel or was it kind of i would say more there intimate? was. i would say it was more intimate um for this panel uh there were people who have marvel unlimited they're still on the fence with the plus but also unfortunately due to the wi-fi issues some people didn't get to sign up because they couldn't get onto the site. Yeah, so
2: they were trying to upgrade people, right? Or sign them right. up for Marvel, Marvel Unlimited. Them, yeah, right.
4: The, I got upgraded because I already had Marvel Unlimited, yeah. but they, they had people who were just signing up for Marvel Unlimited Plus. So right. they had the placards at these events, but they don't have the membership pack. So those, and your card, you have a membership card, it's going to be sent to your house. Mm-hmm. So if you ever go to a Comic Con, and of course you have your lanyard, always put that on mm-hmm. and it can get you stuff, or you can even get stuff possibly at the booths coming up
2: cool that's awesome yeah. um did they mention anything about the interface the, i mean about because the interface it can be a little wonky
4: somebody did brought up a question about the fact that all of a sudden they'll try to look for something and it's blank yeah yeah um they said they are working on that and the more that you tweet them and of course contact them um i had contacted them about something to do actually with the billing to do the wi-fi glitch mm. Um, they took care of it immediately. Cool, awesome. So, um, but th- you have to understand because it is it, it is a small group for right now mm-hmm. um, in their office. So they will get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agent and M H&M said, like like he said, just keep tweeting him, keep emailing them. You know, it's 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 not only just a, uh, you know, it's it's not just a service Marvel is providing, but it's also kind of a labor of love mm-hmm. that kind of came across to finally get these uh, get these. Digitized, but also have, uh, like I said, like a Library of Congress of Marvel Comics. Right, right, which cool. I think would be great.
2: Awesome, awesome. Pass me back on to Steve there, Mister Say. How was your day? How was your Sunday at Comic Con? My Sunday's been good, man. Cool. Uh, feeling surprisingly well. Yeah.
0: For uh, for Sunday Comic Con yeah. last year was uh the Yeah, rough- we were
2: a lot more energetic than we were last year. The last day, hey. last day, we were just like. <laughs>
0: Um, Comic books. Yeah, my afternoon has been good. I, I managed to, I, I got in the door and immediately walked to the Women of Marvel panel. Oh, cool. And found Bob and Were you, you were all there, right? Yeah. Three of you? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And, I mean, the panel was, was, it was everything that I expected, but it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful to see. And it was quite, yeah, very positive and quite cool to see Kelly Sue rage out. In person, <laughs> and kind of like you know, get up, get up on the uh, the whole uh, women's movement in comics. But it was it was very positive, and it was very, I guess, progressive. Mm-hmm. I would say lots of you know, um, just good things being said. A lot of constructive and like initiatives being set up to, to bring more and more female characters and she she does this thing apparently every every year she's been doing it since 2009 where Kelly Sue asks the audience uh, all the females in the room mm. who read comics would you please stand mm-hmm. up and all the guys have to stay seated and the just the tremendous amount of, of females that are readers that were in that room they're all standing up and you know everybody's applauding and all that stuff and then she asked how many of you want to work in comics, and a few sat down, but not a whole lot. There was still a ton of people, and basically the entire panel gave like a, a really, really powerful pep talk about breaking into the industry, but also to be aware of the the pitfalls and mm-hmm. the mistakes that you're going to make, and that your, your first comic might be really shitty, or even okay. your second comic might be really shitty, but to keep making shitty comics until you make a good one. And they basically... The whole, yeah, very passionate. The whole, the whole panel extended themselves to the audience Mm. and said, "You know, you have our names, you have our contact info. We'll be outside if you need anything. We will help you get into the industry because we need you." Mm. And it was. Very moving. People got to ask a couple of questions, and um, I, I took a bunch of photos. We got to see a whole bunch of preview art. Cool, awesome. for, uh, from Marvel from the awesome. new books like Black Widow and She Hulk nice. and all those. Oh, awesome. She Hulk looks phenomenal. Nice,
1: awesome. I mean, Bob, you were there too. Sure. As we were talking about polling the room, there, you know, Kelly Sue was saying, "Yeah, start making mistakes. Make your own comics. Look around the room. See these other women. Make your own networks. Make your mistakes in those books." But just start making comics. If the mistakes are part of the process of creation, it's all good, yeah. and that you learn something from it. She was a pistol, is the only way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did you think the interior art of those books looked? Oh, that well, Phil Noto on Black Widow oh, God, is yeah. just amazing. Now they also said there's a second Black Widow with eight mm-hmm. extra pages. And I think it was maybe it was there's Ellie. Is one? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the plus one And I'm trying to remember who was editing that And now I can't read It was Ellie, it was Ellie Pyle mm-hmm. uh, you ha- It's not important for the story That you need to buy it But it's so freaking awesome You need to buy this book Just to get these eight pages It's the blackboard running through the snow And it is about trying to recover from the stakes she's made before She'll make some new ones But that it is very important And the She-Hulk just looked pretty special too And we got to see the exclusive cover as well From Becky Brunen Yeah Oh no, Amanda Connor. Amanda oh, Connor. It's Amanda Connor. Yeah. Uh, they showed Shield. They, uh, the new, uh, the Brianwood Wood X-Men. There's a new arc. Monet is coming into that book, which looked really, really good. And Captain Marvel is about number seventeen. And any other announcements are coming in about forty minutes.
2: Yeah, just so everybody we yep. knows we're recording this before the Spider-Man panel, which Marvel has promised is going to be giant with announcements. Um, so we'll definitely be talking about that, obviously, after after this. Um, yeah, it's. It's been a good. It's been a crazy weekend for announcements, and I was talking about this. Uh, I think I think it was last night. It, being here, it's so much harder to track what's happening here than it is when I'm sitting at home. You know, yeah. I, I haven't been. I'm not checking my phone all the time. You know, I had to kind of keep up because I can't because the Wi-Fi has been horrible. But we did hear about. We didn't talk about this on the yesterday, uh, The new all new X Factor that, that's coming for Peter David.
4: We did get to see that at the Plus. Oh, sorry. We got to see that at the Plus panel. Yeah. Um, all new X Factor, um, as it's being called. Yeah. That's the adjective. Um, uh. It's going to be Gambit, Polaris, and uh, Quicksilver.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, it's, you're going to have to forgive me. The artist is Except D. Gan. We, we don't know it either. Gana we Dino. I apologize. I'm sorry. Put it on the site. a
2: lot of the Journey to Mystery stuff with Karen Gillan
4: correct yeah. and it looks fantastic and it looks very um futuristic sort of it, re- it actually reminded me a little the cover reminded me kind of like um, a nostalgic uh disney uh you know like you go to the theme parks and they have like the old-fashioned sort of 1950s uh advertisement type of thing something like that um apparently there's a there's a uh, serval industries serval is a cat a big cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, uh, you have this team being brought together, and, and of course, like X Factor, but the, it's very corporatized, so they're kind of going into that sort of discussion about corporatized employees, you know, type of deal. Um, we didn't get to see any interiors, unfortunately, Peter David was a little bit um, upset, but uh, Marvel said not yet, mm-hmm. so they're still working on that. Yeah. But So we got to see the cover, it, was, it looked great. Cool. So... Um,
2: we also heard we talked. I heard about this the couple of Joe panel. We didn't really talk about it on the show because we were rushing yesterday. But uh, um, Fantastic Four and FF are um, and issue sixteen are are ending, um, and also marks Tom Brevort leaving the editorialship on that title for the first time, like one hundred and forty one issues or something like that. One hundred fifty
4: three, but they said it was one hundred and
2: forty one. Yeah, He's I like, know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no. So uh, yeah, he has a long run, long run. Um, Those are both ending. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, so I know, he's I'm like, you
5: shouldn't agree this. <laughs> yeah,
1: nothing
2: um, to say. So they're both, you know, they're both ending, but obviously they're going to be back. We've already heard that James Robinson, who's just come over from D.C., who's working on all-new Invaders, is going to be taking over Fantastic Four, the number one. Um, we haven't heard anything about FF. Um, not sure if we will. Uh, that, that book seems to me like, more like a book that someone needs a vision to want to do it than a book that they just keep going just because sure. it was a title. I mean... Uh, this is another renumbering, basically, of these right. books. So, but Bob, what do you th- what do you think about James Robinson
1: taking over Fantastic Four? Robinson is a great writer of superhero teams, mm-hmm. and gets the dynamic and the the power struggles within a team and how that would work. So he's certainly capable of doing it. I hope he can get the family element to that. He did show some of that in Golden Age and his work in Justice Society, where you saw the younger heroes as well. I think it can work. I just hope it will. We need you know adventure, not action
2: right um, and they're renumbering I was surprised by how many of the books they were renumbering um, at number ones that really mm-hmm. just came out when Marvel Now came out I mean Secret Avengers is also getting a brand number one and I talked to Michael Walsh today um, the artist on that book with Alesh is doing is doing the writing um, and he was saying that he was going to redesign a lot of the characters and that they're really got to they really going to do their own thing. Like, they're not having to really follow what, what Nick Spencer did, they, you know. And I asked him about characters that he was excited about, and he was like, the character I'm most excited about I can't even tell you about because there's one blacked out on the cover. Mm. But he did say, you know, it's... He's like, look, Alesh is the kind of guy where you, he's going to do what he wants to do no matter what book he's writing. So it was really cool that they kind of let him have reign on what was going on. So... I was surprised by how many of the books that just started maybe a year ago are already getting renumbered. But I mean it seems like a that seems like a sales thing to me. It seems like it's easier to sell a book when it's in the with a one a number one through a five than when you get in the twenties and thirties. Well I read you know what
5: that's for? Subtitles. Like you know, like you just don't need to renumber it. Like just that's what arcs are for.
1: No, but I read one of their business people said so they were angry. they were really thinking about the way magazines are sold. Yeah. Each year is a volume. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it'd be 2013's number one, two, three through twelve, yeah. and then just start over again, mm-hmm. right? Because
2: that's out of I mean, we'll see how we'll see yeah. how it works out, but uh, well,
4: they're also doing Avengers what world or global? Avengers World. Avengers World. Yeah. Now they're still keeping. I'm I was a little confused yesterday. Uh, so they're still keeping Avengers, New Avengers, Mighty Avengers, Secret Avengers,
1: Cat Avengers.
4: Avengers Assemble. Yes. And Avengers, Avengers World. The Avengers. <laughs> Journey of Avengers.
1: <laughs> the Uncanny Avengers they have already, yeah, so yeah, we can't the foes use that. Of one. of
4: Avengers. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Avengers. I would love to of Avengers,
4: actually. <laughs> that
1: would be, That'd be a big selling book. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine,
2: the Wolverine karma, X-Men, comma, and the yeah.
1: Avengers. Wolverine, yeah. Karma, X Men, and the Avengers. Would you like
4: me to join your marketing
1: team?
2: Yeah.
3: Marvel,
1: S- I have Spam, so spam, ideas. spam, yeah. spam. And Wolverine and Avengers. Wolverine the, Wolverine the Avengers.
2: Well, um.
4: they had during... Actually, speaking of spear foes of uh, Spider-Man, they had Nick Spencer, and we got to see uh, Number Avengers 17, Frozen and Spider-Man. that comic is still just... Yeah. I mean, it was... it. it the particular, the particular graphic that they showed us was the Sinister Six trying to get through this like obstacle course, and it had a very Hawkeye type feel to it, and we were just laughing. I mean, it was just fantastic. That 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 comic continues to surprise me and how wonderful it is.
2: Nice. That reminds me. Uh, Let me just jump yeah.
1: in at the Women of Marvel panel. Uh, I think it was Janine Schaefer said that She Hulk. If people are looking for what this is going to be, people I guess are concerned that you know Charles mm. Soule writes some Swamp mm. Thing or whatever. That She Hulk will be the Hawkeye of She Hulk.
2: Mm, cool. That's that's yep. good. That's good to hear. Um, it's funny. We. Uh, it's not funny. I don't know. I just. That's how I sense our senses sometimes, and I don't have the energy anymore. It's, we don't. It's, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> 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 it's really funny that uh, they announced this weekend that Brian Bujalato and Francis Menable are moving over to Detective. Comics. Um Yay. yeah, yeah. So you can get a very beautiful Batman book there. Still no announcements on the uh, uh, there might have happened or might be happening currently, but we haven't had announcements on a lot of the other creative shifts that we we had heard uh, well, were coming.
5: We, is there more D C panels coming up today? No. Because I feel like there was things that were gonna be announced that I haven't heard about. Yeah, me neither. I thought,
2: I figured this morning at the Dan Didio thing and they they would bring I it out but
5: Dan
2: Didio was this morning. Did, I, but I haven't seen anything cropping up. I haven't
5: heard because like, um, there's some things that like I looked up at the hotel before I came mm. over and I'm like like yeah. Maybe this should have been. What's uh, I'm on re-
2: real time right here.
1: <laughs> I hate to
4: say it. Um, when we were in the uh, plus panel, we we could hear them next door, and it was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. um,
2: awkward. Door, yeah, yeah. And, and Dan Slot kind of went, oh, I think somebody's getting. This. <laughs> um, I'm not saying anything right now, but um, uh, anyway, um, yeah, we we I didn't haven't heard a lot of now DC, and we kind of seemed like we were gonna get a lot. Yeah. Before we before we came to I mean, the they show, they had
5: like um, I know like Bleeding Cool reported on all the book changes yeah. and stuff, and we're throwing out rumors because that's yeah. what they do. Yeah, um, but yeah, they were supposed to be confirmed or denied, and yeah, like, nothing. I mean, there's like a couple things, yeah. but Mostly, it's been.
2: It's silent. been the Crickets. same stuff. I mean, there's a seventy Brown thing. They announced the Batman, which is e- obviously
5: a big deal. Yeah,
2: but, but still not as big as what they, we thought. We got a Batman Weekly, the, the Batman Eternal, which we kind of expected to, to see, and. Um, they've announced some of their Forever Evil event, uh, the tie-in event, um, but there hasn't been a lot. Uh, we, I mean, you know, we w- there's uh, we heard Brian Buccellato and Francis Mapple moving to detective, but we didn't even know that book that was changing. You know, so we don't we, we didn't know John Layman and Jason Book were leaving that book, so it it, we, it wasn't even a hole that we you know you would have expected to be filled in 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 an announcement. So we still don't know who's going to take over the Flash. We still don't, you know so it's like a. It's a weird round-robin.
4: It, it's also tough, though, because it's... I hate to say it. It's hard to take D.C. seriously sometimes.
2: Come on, Lauren. No. 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 Sorry, no. can. That's not right. going to happen. Wait, right. That's not true. Right. You don't so, like D.C., we know that, but no, it's it's I tough. Like to do, to, we can't really talk about that like that. All right. All
4: right. So, to be fair, though, there hasn't been a lot of information, but I still think there's still a lot of shuffling around going on. So until... Hopefully, maybe in this case... Instead of like in the past where they've the shuffle is continuous and then all of a sudden you're, you're seeing different people and you're like, oh, I thought it was going to be this person. Maybe they're waiting this time to mm. be confirmed Possibly. and oh. everything yes. finished. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: There might not just be...
2: It might not be concrete yet. Because yeah. they have done in the past, a lot, they've announced a lot of creative teams that have suddenly changed when the book Well, a up. lot
5: of times too when mm-hmm. you're on a panel, you want splash pages or you want covers yeah. or you want something to be like... And this, yeah, yeah. And if you don't have anything, it's just like a lot of. And this is happening, and this is happening, and this yeah. questions anyone? Yeah. Well,
4: that's exactly yeah. what Ajm was talking about with the Marvel panel. He's he's saying you know sometimes it's it's a question of um, the the PR will give us the content, and then it's kind of like it's right there in front of you, right at that time. And yeah. he's like, we thought we were going to get this, and it, it ends up being this. So. It's hard with these cons sometimes. I mean, the PR to to sort of get this stuff out and and they do want to have a panel, of course. They want to advertise at the con. It's kind of tough to do it on the fly. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, I want to pass the the mic back over to Steve. Um, see what else you got, you've been doing and what else you've been liking uh, today and yesterday too.
0: We didn't really talk Uh well, yesterday uh last night in particular, was I, I, the, this year, this con has been, I mean, this in my personal opinion, my personal experience has blown away last year for me. I uh, have a much better handle on where to go, uh, recognizing people from last year, making new friends and stuff like that. But last night, uh, contributor and, and friend um, Melissa Megan and myself got to go to the Last Rights Gallery for uh, 44 Flood was hosting a it was this absolutely just mind-blowing event uh, that was uh, curated by Khazur Gambari of 44 Flood and it was a whole series of paintings and sculptures that are going to be featured in Tome 2 Melancholia uh, in February and it was hosted at the Last Rights Gallery which is also a tattoo parlor uh, I can't remember who owns it off the top of my head but it is it just a, a playground of, of Gothic atmosphere and dark art. And right in the middle of this gallery, there were drinks being served. There were hors d'oeuvres. There were people getting tattooed. There was a, a blank canvas for people to start painting on and things like that. Everybody that was there was just super engaging. Uh, photographs being taken, names being passed around. A couple of people recognized me from the site. We got to uh, sit and chat and, I myself had uh, had asked to speak to Menton for a couple of minutes, and he and I actually disappeared for about uh, ten minutes and I actually got to have like a one on one sit down off air conversation with him about comics and things that I don't, I don't always ask on, on, uh, on camera and it was a pretty intense experience to just be with him in a, in a room, we were surrounded by all these like Cthulhu statues and all these things like, you mind if I smoke? I'm like, no, no, no and um, the, the people that own the, the gallery themselves were just very, you know, come back please, also to note it is a tattoo studio, it has a five year wait for your, for your tattoo so if you want a tattoo from the Last Rights Gallery, go there today, put your name in the book, and you got five years to think about what you want and save up for it. That's my advice. Uh, but there's like maybe three shining moments of the con that I'm sure when everything's done, we'll go through our favorite moments. That will, hands down, That I'll remember that night. I'll remember last night for the rest of my life. So, uh, and then we followed it up with the Talking Comics meetup, which was also a blast. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so many highlights, I, I know we got places to go and people to see, so I'll give you back the mic. Yeah.
2: Last night was great. We went to the beer authority mm-hmm. and we, uh, had some uh, listeners show up. Um, and obviously, uh, Melissa joined us as well. And Stephanie was there and, and um, w- w- it was great. We had, we had a great time. We got to talk to some listeners that you know, really listeners that I, I have never spoken to before. So that was very, very nice. Um, one listener did not get to come in, and I just wanted to mention him on the show because Ryan Carroll, who is one of our oldest listeners and one of our greatest listeners, to be quite honest, he he's young, he's fifteen, and we had checked to see if the beer authority would allow minors in if they were coming by parent. Yes, and
5: it's a it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant as
2: well, as well. and oh, yeah. and there was really on the site, it we kind of looked it said yeah, so we kind of there was something there was no signage on the side that indicated there would be a problem. Apparently, I don't know if it's just a weekend thing or during the week, but after 8 o'clock, they don't let anyone under 21 in if they're a parent or not. So he couldn't come in, and I just wanted to say we're sorry again to him because... um,
5: It would have been great to have him. Exactly. He's
2: a great kid, and we would have loved to be able to talk with him and hang out with him.
5: And the fact that he came out to try and hang out with us was awesome. Yeah,
2: and his dad was incredibly nice and incredibly gracious about the whole thing. So I really, really appreciate... uh uh, him coming out and everyone who came out thank you so much you know we we'll do them again any cons we're out we'll definitely do them and it was it was just great it's it's really cool you know it's like
5: the most racist version of gangnam style being sang by the weird cover band (laughs) oh yeah there was a
2: bad cover band that started playing i was like i
5: feel like maybe you shouldn't be singing this yeah it was
2: a weird cover band started
5: i feel like you're actually not saying the words so much as just mumbling things and then (laughs) saying the english parts out loud
2: (laughs) And uh, Oh, thank you to the Action Lab guys as well. Jeremy Whaley, Jamal Igo for having us down uh, for their uh, launch party for Molly Danger. It was very, very nice. A couple glasses of wine, some more some derps. I only got slightly lost. Yeah, Bob got lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the old Jim Hanley's because I never bothered reading the actual email. Jim yeah. Hanley's Universe. So yeah. I walk over to 33rd Street and the store is completely empty and shuttered with no sign about where it moved. <laughs> I don't have one of these, yeah, as cell we phone. all know. So I walked to their old, old store on 32nd. Well, that's now a, 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 a juice bar or something. Mm-hmm. So I walked around a bit, couldn't find anything, walked into the, Stam- the Stanford Hotel, went to the concierge, and went, hey, there used to be a, a, a comic store around the corner. you have any idea? Lady, very nice, you went to the computer. What was the name of it? Mm-hmm. Looked it up. Thirty-second between Park and Madison. Mm-hmm. I walk, I go striding over to Park and Madison. I can't find it. <laughs> it's covered in construction things yeah, under is. a ramp. Yeah, yeah. And it's little. It's yeah. a really little store now. Yeah. So I walked past it, walked another block to almost to Lexington, found a payphone, found a, payphone, found a working payphone. Which is wow, which, is, which is the most exceptional thing about this entire Pardon. story you're telling us right here. Called Bobby's cell phone, which of course he doesn't answer because why would you with some random 212 yeah, number? I, know. I figured. Oh, it's okay he didn't answer any of my calls oh. either. I
2: didn't, it's true. Oh, no. I didn't. Called him said, again.
1: I didn't Said I'm leaving I'm walking around Walked around some more Found another cell uh, Another pay phone Called him And went uh, You know I'm taking One more walk down 32nd, And then I'm going To the beer thar. Yeah And I'll just meet you Over there I'm yeah. sorry Yeah I, fi- I do find the place Yeah I walk in And it wouldn't matter If I had a cell phone Because he wasn't Answering it No no I didn't <laughs> He didn't feel, I know What had gone I didn't home. even feel My phone ring No
2: that was the problem. So it wouldn't help any anyway. Sure. No, I mean you. I, I knew my phone rang. I just didn't want
1: to talk to you. So oh, I that, the that's phone. terrible. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the trek.
2: Yeah. So, uh, but it was a great night. It was. It was a lot of fun. Um, the con's been great. You know, yesterday was tough. Yesterday was really busy, and it was just hard to get anywhere. But Sunday's been nice. It was. It's been a nice Sunday. I feel like it's still busy, especially on the show floor, which has been ridiculous. But I feel like everything else has been. Has been you know pretty you know. Uh, pretty standable. Yeah, I, I, th-
5: I said to you on the way up here, Bobby and I walked over from Artist Alley and yeah. I was like, my friends keep texting me about, you know, going back and getting them exclusives and you cannot pay me enough money to go back on that monstrosity. Yeah, oh my like, God. Like, no. Yeah. I no. have to say
4: though, the New York Comic Con as a whole, I think they've now with these um, new handy microchip passes I think they've gotten a lot better as far as controlling the population because I remember not so much Sunday but I remember Friday and Saturday it was when I'm saying wall to wall I'm not even exaggerating it literally was so many people in here that you almost couldn't breathe even with the air conditioning on so I think they've done a lot better with the new passes Mm -hmm. they had a little bit of a rocky start because I think they have a lot more new volunteers this Mm -hmm. year but they've done a really great job security's done a really great job in the panel so i (laughs) I think they'd. Security. 70
2: years of opinion about the security. Oh.
4: <laughs> a little too well? No, no, no. I hate them. Give me a good reason
2: why.
5: Oh. Yeah. Well, like, last year they gave me guff about like, my pass. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had a guest pass. And I had a guest pass this year, too. And I'm not trying to be like, rah, 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 yeah, what do yeah, you yeah. mean? But, like, that's yeah. just the pass I happened to get because yeah, yeah. of, like, my work and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's a guest pass. Mm. And, like, It's not an attendee pass, it's Mm. not an exhibitor pass, but I feel like it implies that you've been brought in by New York Comic Con. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I try to get in, they're like, oh no, you can't come in here. And I'm like, I was actually helping out set up like a table, I had like stuff, and I'm like, okay, so if I can't come in until the show opens Mm -hmm. for everyone else how exactly do you think I'm supposed to set up my booth that everyone else is supposed to come to when the show opens? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't know. So you're saying you're an artist and, like, you have the wrong pass on." I'm like, no, definitely don't. I feel like you have the wrong information. <laughs> and basically, he's like, well, you know, he's, like, starting to fight with me. And I'm just kind of, like, sitting here in my head. And I'm like, you are not going to win this? <laughs> like, I can tell you right now, you are not going to win this yeah. fight. So, but, like... You know, I found someone, and uh, they got on their walkie-talkies. They're like, mm. yeah, so guest passes are a thing. I swear to God, I was so close. Like, the security guard that didn't let me in when mm. the Reed Expo people mm. were like, just so you know, guest passes are, like, all access. Like, they can get <laughs> in. And I just, it was so, I didn't do it, but it was, like, so close to just being, like, mm, <laughs> like and, like, walking away. <laughs> but, oh. She meant,
4: of, like, face. We <laughs> went I, I usually go to the Q and A. Unfortunately Superior Spider Man usually is in the morning. It's actually going to be later in the afternoon. I usually go to the NYCC Q and A, which is a, a good way of constructively telling them things that need to be improved for next year and they're very receptive. But one of the a couple of the things that were huge was the medical passes so people could actually get into the panels mm-hmm. without, you know, especially if they had medical Problems and, and and such and and children and stuff like that. So it's gotten a lot better. There's there's organized.
5: definitely some things yeah. that have been yeah. improved. Like I w- again, I was saying to Bobby on mm. the way here. You know, it takes so long to get from point A to point B. Mm. And I, when you're going to a convention, especially like this is San Diego part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, become, yeah. yeah. And, and I I recognize that there. It's just it's difficult to do mm. crowd control for that kind of thing. But you have security guards all over the place that are not moving people along, which I feel is part of their job. Yeah. Like, I I mean, because there's doors. And, like, it's actually like a fire hazard to have some of these people, like, lurking in these spaces. And they don't move. And I just kind of, like, I don't understand how that's not something Right. I I don't want to get into griping. Like, they've honestly done a lot of improvements from last year. But I really would like to see, for, for next year, some things like keeping the crowd moving to keep people... We're all introverts Like a yeah. lot of us There's few of us That are like ah! You know but like We're yeah. An alone Kind of people yeah. And I feel like it gets Really overwhelming For everyone When it's just You know there's people yeah. Around us It's claustrophobic totally. And Yeah I, I, I applaud them For running a show of this size, as well as they are. But.
2: Yeah, there's definitely some growing pains, yeah. but I think that they've ironed um, themselves out. It was much easier to get a press pass this year and all those other things. So mm-hmm. um, I don't want to talk and too much, much more about than it
4: in San Diego. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, testament to maybe the, the, the fact that comics are becoming more popular. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So
2: yeah, so overall, we're getting to the point where we'll miss the Spider-Man panel if we don't okay. let, let you go. Oh, no. so um So we gotta go, but. um Thank you guys for joining us once again on our, our fourth day wrap-up of, of Comic-Con. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Lauren. And thank you, Steve, uh, for coming and talking. And thank you for your hard work. Uh, and we will see you guys next time. And actually, oh.
5: just super quickly again, if you want to donate yeah, money to absolutely. Steve Niles, please, again, anything. A dollar even helps. Yeah. If you $4. That's how much you would probably spend on an issue of whatever book is out right, right now. Yeah. Put that towards... Helping him out. Yeah. Help Steve Niles at gmail.com is the PayPal account. Please go check it out and help them.
2: All right. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time on Talking Comics to be continued.